book of Luke, and we will, uh, chapter 16, Luke chapter 16 and verse 19. Now, our brother just gave his testimony, which was great to hear. Um, many of us, well, all of us that are saved were saved in the same way as he was. Some of the circumstances might have been different for some of us. Some of our circumstances might be very similar to his. In fact, some of you that are sitting in the audience have circumstances that are probably very similar to his. But we're all saved in the same way, no matter if we're in a prison, sitting there because we've been sentenced to murder, sentenced for murder that we've committed, or if we're sitting here as a five, eight, 10, 12, 15, 25-year-old here in this meeting that has been raised in a Christian home their whole lives. We all have a need for salvation, and we all get saved in the same way. Turn, please, to Luke chapter 16, and we'll read at verse 19. Verse 19. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate, full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldst send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto them, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear him. And turn, please, for a final reading in Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, and verse 10. Luke 19 and 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. In this first portion that we've read here, well-known portion to everybody here, we read about the rich man and Lazarus. And the rich man, how he had a fairly good life. Lazarus, how he had a not all that great life. But then we read that the rich man died. And in verse 20, in verse 23, I think it is there, or verse 22 actually, the beggar died and was carried by the angels in Abraham's bosom, and the rich man died also and was buried. And in hell, he lift up his eyes. Friend, you hear the gospel week in and week out. You hear us get up here and preach. Some of us certainly are not the best preachers in the world. Some of us certainly may be boring at times. In fact, we all are, I'm sure. And you know, you listen to us week in and week out, you hear the message that we give, and you hear this, us telling you that 
You know, you need to be saved. You need to be saved. Last week we heard about you need to be saved because of the brevity of life. There are, is one reason why you need to be saved, and that's because you're lost. And that's because what's going to happen to you is that we're all going to come to this point in our lives, as we were hearing last week, when we're going to die. Now, when we come to that point in our lives, as Jay has been telling us just before now, he was at two funerals that were both, somebody said to him, you know, it's not really that sad of an occasion. What an odd thing to say when somebody just died. It's not really all that sad. Doesn't that sound strange? The person died, they're no longer on this earth. But you know what? It, it's a very valid thing to say because they died and completely unlike the rich man here, the next line, and in hell he lift up his eyes. They did not lift up their eyes in hell. They lifted up their eyes in heaven. They were in heaven for eternity. So friend, when you come to the end of your time here, when whatever disease that is going to kill you, when whatever natural disaster that's going to happen, whenever ter whatever terrorist action that might happen, whatever car accident that may happen, whatever, whatever may happen that is going to bring an end to your life, I want you to think about, are you going to be like the rich man who in hell lift up his eyes? Because friend, there is no chance whatsoever once you are in that place that you can then be saved. You've passed the point where you can decide that you want salvation. It's no longer offered to you at that point. There is no opportunity to realize your horrible mistake. You will realize your horrible mistake, but there's no opportunity to undo it. It's done. It's final. The rich man died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes. So friend, why do you need to be saved? You need to be saved so that you don't end up where the rich man ended up in hell. But even simpler than that, what is taking you to hell? Your sins. See, God is a very holy God, very righteous God, and He cannot stand sin. He hates sin. He loves sinners, but He hates sin. And man, going back to the Garden of Eden, man sinned against God, and since then we've all been sinners. Whereas by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, for that all have sinned. Also in Romans we read, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And also in Romans we read, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Friend, through Adam we're all sinners. We are all sinners, everyone. We all come short of the glory of God. We all don't measure up to that bar that is set there, which is no sin. We can't have no sin in our lives. Try and go through a day, through a couple hours without sinning, you can't do it. We all sin. We all sin continually. And the wages of sin, what we deserve for our sin, is death. And what's spoken of there is not just the death of the body, 
the death of the soul in hell for eternity. So friend, why do you need to be saved? Why did Jay, who just spoke before me, need to be saved? He needed to be saved so that he wouldn't have to go to hell, absolutely. He needed to be saved because God hates sin and because he and I and everybody else here are sinners and because there was no other way for us to be reconciled to God other than through the death of His Son. We read in Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The key thing that needs to happen in order for you to turn from your current trend downwards to that place called hell to set you on a path to heaven is that you need to realize that you're lost and that you're going to that place. Now, I think that everybody here has at least some realization that if you're not saved, you're going to go to hell. I, I don't think there's anybody here, probably, I, I might be wrong, but I don't think there's anybody here that doesn't believe that. But I do think that there's people here that don't believe it as much as they need to believe it. Because if you did, you'd do something about it. If you did, you would make it a top priority to get salvation. You would make it a top priority such that nothing else would be more important in your thoughts or your minds or anything else. You could be tired. You could be bored. You could be whatever right now. But friend, you need to put all of that aside and you need to realize what should happen if I should die like that rich man? Where am I going to open my eyes? Is it going to be in hell? Or is it going to be in heaven? We all have a need for a Savior. God, once again, cannot stand sin. And so therefore we cannot be in His presence in our sinful condition. But what did God do in His infinite love for, for mankind? He sent His Son. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He didn't come to seeking to save those that live well, those that go to church every week, those that uh, are pretty good people, they give a lot of their money to the poor, those that don't do bad things, they're nice to their parents and nice to everybody else, do good things. The Son of Man came to seeking to save that which was lost. Lost. And friend, until you realize that you are a lost sinner and that you are on your way to that terrible place where that rich man is today, where he begged just for a drop of water and where he's still begging today for a drop of water. This is 2,000 years ago. Friend, unless you get saved, you're headed to that place. Getting saved is a very simple thing. There's no magic formula that you need to apply. There's no amount of penance that you need to do. There's no amount of money you need to pay. Nothing like that. Getting saved is simply realizing that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Simply believe that the Son of Man has come to save you. 
and believe that you're lost. If you don't believe you're lost, then you can't be saved. That was probably the biggest single difficult thing before I got saved that I struggled with was my need for salvation. Oh, I knew I needed it. I knew in my head that I needed salvation. I really, really wanted to be saved. But I didn't realize I was lost. I knew that I really wanted to be saved because I really didn't want to go to hell. I really wanted to go to heaven. But I never truly realized I was lost until that night when I got saved. As I frantically paged through my Bible, looking for verse after verse, that I could try and console myself with. As I went through every verse that I had learned in Sunday school for years in my mind, as I went through all those, and as I went through whatever everybody had told me, when I, I looked, in my mind went through every testimony meeting I could remember when I would hear others telling how they got saved. And I came to a startling realization right there as I was sitting on my bed in my room at about 10 o'clock at night, I came to this startling realization that, you know what, for all that I think I know, for as smart as I am and as many scriptures as I know, I came to the realization I'm lost. I don't know how to be saved. I came to that realization, and it was when I came to that realization that the Lord finally spoke to me and said, it just popped into my head, the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross. And I thought to myself, I'm lost. I don't have anything else that I can believe in. I don't have anything else I can do. I think I'm just going to be in hell for eternity. But then I realized that I didn't have to be. Because as we read in Luke 19 and 10, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. I simply believe that He came to seek and to save me. That for God so loved the world that He loved me. That He gave His only begotten Son. That He gave His only begotten Son for me. And that He died there upon the cross. And that when I believed in that, when I put my faith in that act as being the only thing necessary for me to be saved, I was saved. And so friend, for me, I came to that realization I was lost. And thank goodness it was before I was in the state of that rich man where we read that the rich man died and was buried and in hell he lifted up his eyes. There is no possible worst thing that could ever happen to you. There is no possible pain you could endure. There is no possible things you could suffer. There is nothing that could ever be worse than what an eternity in hell will be like. Friend, I don't know if you remember what I said five minutes ago, and I certainly don't remember if you remember what was said last week or what our brother said 10 minutes, 15 minutes ago when he was speaking. I don't know if you remember it right now because I don't know quite honestly if you were paying attention and if any of this is affecting you in any way. But let me tell you something. If you don't get saved, there will be a day when you will remember this. 
You will remember this and every other opportunity when the gospel was presented to you, when you had an opportunity to be saved, and it just wasn't important enough to you. There were just more things that I needed to focus on. There was more things that were more important for that time for me. Eternity is forever. We can't fathom it. We don't understand it. We live in a time-based society. We were here a couple weeks ago. Time will end. Eternity is forever. So you'll have forever to think about this brief life that you had on this earth and the opportunities that you had to be saved. Think about it, friend. I don't Even if you live to be 95, 100 years old, when you're in your millionth year of eternity, you're still going to be thinking about these meetings. You're still going to be thinking about these opportunities that you had to get saved. And you just thought it wasn't important enough. Friend, do you need to be saved? Do you need to be saved? Is there anything that we have failed to do in our gospel preaching that has made you think that you don't have a need for salvation? Is there any reason why you think you can get to heaven some other way? Did we maybe not read all the right scriptures to you? It's certainly possible. But friend, please, we plead with you. We plead with you every week when we stand up here and preach the gospel. You need to be saved. You are a lost sinner. You are on your way to that terrible place called hell. You know, you'll probably see the rich man there if you end up in that terrible place. You'll see him still crying out for a drop of water. If his brothers, brothers didn't get saved, his five brethren who we don't read about, whether they get saved or not, but if they didn't get saved, they'll be there as well. You know, when you first get there, they've been there 2,000 years now. They can tell you how terrible it was. And friend, you're not going to have an opportunity to change your mind then. As terrible as they may tell you it was there, you're there forever. You do have an opportunity now, though. We preach the gospel here. We don't try and scare people. The gospel is the good news. So the good news is, is that as awful as that is, as terrible as a place as hell is, and as terrible a place as you could end up in eternity, the good news of the gospel is that you don't have to. And friend, right now in the seat where you sit, you can be saved. You can be saved for eternity. All you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. There are so many examples of believing, and I understand to a lot of people, and certainly to me, this was a challenging thing to understand. But friend, it's putting your trust in it. That's all it is. Putting your trust in Christ's finished work upon the cross. There are Many practical examples of this, but probably the best is a bridge. Yesterday we went in the rain to the, to the lake, and we sat on, we drove down the road as we went to cross over to the other side of the lake so we could get onto the launch. Friend, I, I could have stopped there 
at the beginning of that bridge and said, I believe that bridge will hold me, and I believe I need to get to the other side. But I could have stood there all day long, and I would have never gotten the boat in the water. We would have sat there. I would have eventually run out of fuel in my truck. We would have sat there all day long because I could have believed it, that it would have taken me there. But I needed to actually drive across it to get to where I needed to go. Salvation is the same way. With that bridge, I realized that I needed to be on the other side. You need to realize your need for salvation. That's what I've been talking about with being lost. You have to realize that you're lost and that you need salvation. But beyond just believing that I need to be on the other side and wanting to be on the other side, I actually had to go across the bridge. Same thing. The Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Not just believing it in your head, it's putting your trust in it. And you can't fully put your trust in it until you realize you need it. Friend, you're lost. There's, but I can tell you that all day long and you're not gonna come, it's not going to help you realize it until you realize it for yourself. And friend, I just want you to think about what place you will lift up your eyes in. Is it going to be like that rich man who we read died, he died and was buried and he lifted up his eyes and in hell he lifted up his eyes. Is that going to be your story? Friend, we pray. We pray before the meeting. We pray often for your soul. We pray that nobody here would so unnecessarily end up in a place like that. The Lord Jesus Christ died upon the cross for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. There would never be a bigger waste of life and of what the Lord has done for you than if you miss this opportunity of salvation. Simply believe in what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for you. First realize you're lost. Realize that if you die, as that rich man did, in hell he lift up his eyes. You're going to be in that terrible place. Realize your need for salvation. And simply believe today. Trust in what the Lord Jesus Christ did upon the cross. You can be saved for eternity. That eternity that some will spend in hell, you can spend in heaven. You won't have to talk to the rich man and hear about the miserableness of his suffering for the last 2,000 years. You won't have to be in the presence of anybody else there in hell. You'll be in the presence of our Savior in heaven. It's a place beyond the best of what any of us could ever imagine. And you can be there today. Simply believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So in closing, I'd like to sing a hymn. And I don't have my hymn book with me, but I know which hymn I want. It's number 251. It's Almost Persuaded. Now to believe, almost persuaded Christ to receive. We'll sing number 251. We'll sing the first...
In the last verse, first we'll pray. Our Heavenly Father, we would come before Thee now at the end of this Gospel meeting, and Father, we would pray for all of these here that are not saved. We pray for their souls, and pray that Thou wouldst come in and save them before it's eternally too late. Save them while they're young. And Father, we just pray that they would be saved before that time when they would pass into eternity. And Father, we thank Thee for the testimony which we heard here. We would thank Thee for how that this one was saved, and we thank You for each of us that are saved. But Father, we would just pray for those here that are lost. Pray that they would realize it, and we would pray that they would be more than just almost persuaded. But Father, we would pray that they would be fully persuaded. They would simply believe this day and be saved. In His loving and precious name we pray. Amen. Oh.